Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Groundhog's Day, the gridiron edition. That's right. New England Patriots struggle early, can't find the end zone, give up some pivotal scores, mount a valiant comeback, and fall short in the other team's half of the field with less than a minute left on fourth down when a first down call is made on the field and then unfortunately reversed. Wash, rinse, agony, repeat. This is the Six Rings Post Game Show live with you on WEEI, Boston Sports Original. We're with you till 2 a.m. tonight, 617-779-7937. There's your telephone number if you would like to holler, whether you're actually enjoying an aftergate in the lots, wondering what the hell happened and what fresh hell this is. If you're stuck on Route 1, if you're home, if you're a night owl, if you're just up for the chat, we're here for you. And we are. Boy, there's a lot of people that want to talk Loaded. in. Loaded. So let's talk to him real quick. Update uh, from our guy, Mike Cadlick. Hopefully we'll be hearing from him soon. A very somber feeling in the Patriots locker room right now. I haven't seen it like this before. That's backed up by Dakota Randall from Nesson, who says there's a lot of long faces and quiet. They seem to have taken this one quite personally. Let's go back to the phones. And that's Jake. what I was saying earlier. Sorry, real yeah, quick. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. These have a cumulative effect. Yes. Like getting kicked in the nuts. Like, like again, last week. Like, oh, next again. week, we, the next week right. we figure it out. And then next week when you don't figure it out, now it's like, what are we doing? How often can you say we're better than this or we'll get them next time or we'll come through next time when the next time you don't come through, you're not better than this, and you're in the same situation? To the phones. Jake is in Boston. Hello, Jake. Happy Monday, Jake. Happy Monday. Uh, first things first. Yes. Can someone call out Tom Curran to the mat for his propaganda predictions? Like, is Stacey paying him to say <laughs> they were going to win 11 games, especially after Aaron Rodgers went down? As the great Dennis uh, Green once said, they are who I thought they were. This is a bad football team. They don't have a lot of talent. They have a brutally rough schedule. And anyone enough, dumb enough, to have taken the over, you may as well beg your bookie for forgiveness right now before he breaks your legs. Mac Jones, God bless him. He's not the guy. And Bill, I think right now he's 79 and 90 without Tom. And I know you two have been on the wrong side of history. I know you definitely have, Fitzy. Um, Christian Gonzalez is going to be traded here in like two years if Bill stays because he's not going to want to pay him. That's your only bright spot at this point. Here's the question. What happens if you lose to the Jets? Because the overconfident fan base here is marked this as two wins since Monday night. Mm-hmm. And some of you have even marked it as a split before Monday night. So what happens if you lose knowing Dallas is waiting for you and they look like the best team in football right now when that's a road game? So you're 0-4 if you can't win on Sunday. Your season is effectively over. Is it time to have the conversation, which is 
you know, do you suck for Shador and bring Daddy in to be his head coach next year? Because I'd like to have that conversation. I think you're having that conversation as an 0-4 team in two weeks. Wow. All right, Jake, thanks for the call. Imagine that. So now it's suck for Shador or or stink for Sanders? I mean, it would be really interesting. Who in the world would want Deion Sanders and Not family out. coming in as head coach? Coach Prime on the Patriots. Who has already, by Robert the way, Robert Kraft said, and Jonathan Kraft would, ne- would never. You, you'll be the head coach, and I'll be defensive coordinator before that happens. First of all, Dion has said he's not going anywhere anytime soon. He really likes Colorado. Sure. Now, I'll, and Nick Saban was staying mm-hmm. with the Dolphins famously. Right. Now he's at Alabama. Yes, the whole if thing. You, if you, if you but, believe that, I've got a Jake, horse and a bridge. I disagree. I don't think the Patriots, what do you say, a, a sucky football team, a terrible football mm-hmm. Like Christian Gonzalez will be traded in two years. Uh, that could happen. I don't think the logic on that is terrible. Um they're not a terrible football team. But they're not a great football team. And people right, around not here are terrible. still having a hard time choking down the reality that they're not, that they're not great anymore. They played the Eagles mm-hmm. tough. Mm-hmm. They played the Dolphins tough. Those are two teams with a combined record of what? Two and O. Well, four and O if you combine them. Oh, combined, yes. And your reason for two of them. But my, I, like, I think we're going to go down that road of because it's always extreme. It's polls. They're awful. They're te- They're terrible. No. Mm-hmm. They could have won both games. And I'm not doing the moral victory thing. I'm just saying, no, factually, terrible football teams get blown out. Terrible football teams aren't really in it. Terrible football teams don't have the ball late in the game with a chance to win. Now, to be honest, there's not a lot of terrible football teams in the NFL right now. I don't think. I think there's oh, the NFL a is lot a pile of, of mid. Yes, it's a pile of mid. I agree with that. And the Patriots are in that pile of mid. They just happen to be on the lower tier of the mid. But Now, like the Mac Jones thing, the that's the conversation that's going to start to pick up steam, I think. The, actually, both of the conversations that Jake wants to bring up. Now, the current um, criticism is warranted. I, I never saw his optimism for an 11-win team. This past week, when he was on the TV saying they could go 3-1 and one after losing to the Eagles, I didn't see that optimism. I didn't know how you could pick them to beat three playoff-caliber teams in a row. They don't beat playoff-caliber teams at all, never mind three of them in a row. So how you thought they were going to go from 0-1 to 3-1 and was a little crazy to me. I said that to him on TV. I'm not, you know. In respect to in respect far. to what Bill Belichick said in his post-game presser about DeMario Douglas, and I believe it was Mike Reese asking about his benching after the fumble. Oh, they all did. There was like four or five multiple, of them Multiple DeMario Douglas questions. Um, Mike Giardi says, can't play everybody. That was Belichick's answer when first asked about DeMario Douglas not getting any snaps after the ball. And let's see. Oh, we also have uh, PFF Louie. DeMario Douglas was targeted twice on his first six snaps, then fumbled and didn't see the field again on offense. Okay, that's classic Belichick. At least he is sticking to form. Belichick's always going to Belichick, right? How can you make a decision like that when you know that you need people like that against a team like Miami that is so damn quick? They were just racing off the edges, feasting off of Vidarian Lowe and Calvin Anderson all night. So let's not have the quick rookie. Let's take. Let's choose tonight to teach him a lesson when we're undermanned everywhere, from cornerbacks to the offensive line and across both sides of the ball. Cool. Well, but it's consistency. It's it's foundational in his. Coaching and you know what, Andy? Career. One of the reasons why one of the hallmarks of humanity is our ability to adapt and change on the fly. As a matter of fact, I was taught and/or led to believe that the Patriots' ability to change and morph and adapt was one of the great things about this offense, the game plan offense, everything with Tom Brady, everything about the Patriot way. And yet now here we are not doing that. Like, well, we can't adapt and change our ways because we've got to be hard, fast, steadfast and hard. So on you it. don't want lessons to be taught. You want it to be proven acceptable In that turning time. the ball over and digging a hole for the team is okay. You'll just keep playing. I mean, I, I don't. I can see both sides of the argument. I don't agree with Bill because he kind of said, you know, we got so many skill position players and playmakers and blah, blah, blah. We play them all. Can't play them all. Blah. Well, Bill, you don't really. 
you have a bunch of bodies. Mm-hmm. You you just activated Jalen Rager from the practice squad. He's been with your team like two weeks, that and he's a certified a health- bust. That feels like he's a healthy scratch because he came off the injury report Friday. Did well, he, he had a terrible opener? Well, maybe he learned how to drag his second foot this week. I doubt it. All right, Mac Jones is at the podium, everybody. Podium in Foxborough. Yes, the podium at Gillette in Gillette Stadium. We apologize. <laughs> Mac, for the second straight week, you guys had a chance to win the game on the last possession or tie the game in the last possession. Do you view that as a positive in terms of coming back and getting a chance to do it, or is it a negative that you didn't actually get it done? Yeah, I think um, 90% of the games in the NFL go going into the fourth quarter and they're one possession game. So just trying to learn and get better from that and just wasn't our day. Hasn't been our, our day for the last two two weeks. So we just got to you know, learn from it and get better. Mac, we saw a lot of guys in the locker room obviously <clears throat> looking very defeated after this one, yourself included. I know it's only week two, but how do you kind of make sure that this doesn't spiral into something more? Yeah, I think about... You know, past experience in my rookie year, we didn't really start off too hot and then went on a really good winning streak. So uh, for me, that's just all I can do is look back on experiences I've already had in my life. And hopefully the guys on the team can respond. Um, Definitely got to play better and learn from it and, you know, be here early and leave late and do it together. I think that's the biggest thing. It's if a couple guys are doing it, it's not good enough, clearly. So uh, we got to put put more into it and we'll get more out of it. Mac, what Hunter was talking, David, about close. The word close kept coming up. How yeah. frustrating is it to be so close but to not be able to break through and get that win? Yeah, I think uh, in the long run it's going to help us at some point during you know the season or you know when we all play together. So uh, I think obviously it sucks, but really when, when you're close you just have to do more. I think weight room, film, practice, like everyone just has to do more. And hopefully if you do that, I mean, you know you did everything you could do, right? So at that point, some of it's out of your control, some of it's luck, some of it's other things. But uh, for us, just got to do more. Mac, what can you say about your defense, giving you guys opportunities when the offense was struggling to get things going? Yeah, they're great. Uh, Our defense has continued uh, to do a great job in the games, and we saw it firsthand in practice all offseason. So they just got to keep doing their thing, and we got to figure it out on our side. Mac, the touchdown to Henry, uh, is that like a design play for him to release on the route, or was that just kind of playground football at that point? Um, Just trying to make a play, and uh, he made a good play. And uh, what was your reaction to DeMario not playing any offensive snaps after the fumble? Um, yeah, I think uh, Pop, obviously a young player, and just trying to keep him encouraged. Uh, obviously one of my close buddies, so it's going to happen. Uh, young players, you know, there's going to be mistakes, but for him it's a learning experience for all of us, and myself included with the interception. So can't have the turnovers, got to work on it, um, address the situation, and then get better at it. So for him... You know, I told them, just keep your head up and, you know, practice just every day, holding on to the ball, people hitting at it, um, things that you can do to get better. Uh, Mac, you keep repeating everyone has to do more, obviously, as a result of the close losses. Was there anything during the week that you saw and thought, okay, we could be doing more before the game? Um, no, I mean, once you have close games like this, it just keeps popping up. That's all I think about is just how can how can we operate better in the crunch time? And um, it takes all 11 starts with me. So got to be better on offense, and uh, we will this week. 
Uh, Mac, what did you see on the final fourth down play going to Mike on a pr- pretty short route and then following, um, uh, watching a Cole uh, after the pitch? Uh, how close do you think he got on that play? Yeah, I think um, biggest thing is just go through my reads and execute the play. When it's fourth down, you know, everyone's trying to throw beyond the sticks. Um, but we had two option routes in that play and just try to make a play. Um, but yeah, just didn't go our way. Mike, I just wanted to ask you about the challenge of playing from behind. We focus a lot sometimes on those final drives. Yeah. But you played from behind early in both games. Just overall, what's the challenge? And is it different late in the, you know, just what the challenge is and how hard it is what you guys have done to yourselves? Yeah. Um, biggest thing is just we're close. We drove the ball pretty well. I uh, just didn't get it in. You know, last week we were behind and kind of scored some touchdowns, you know. And if we can combine those two things, move the ball and then get it in the red zone, I think everyone would be smiling right now. So uh, that's the biggest thing. Um, just watch the tape and, and see how we can get it in, um, make it easier on, on, a, on the defense and special teams. Two final questions, Mark Daniels and Phil. Mac, what's <clears throat> the key to not letting this fester and, and just get worse from here? Um... Really just stay positive and, and try and work together and find solutions to issues or problems. Uh, that's all you can do is just come in each day, arrive early, leave late, and, and grind with each other. Last question, Phil Perry. Mac, how can you guys get a little bit more maybe out of your down-the-field passing game, and how challenging has it been maybe with some of the moving pieces up front with the offensive line? Yeah, I thought um, it's tough, right? you got three new guys on the line, but... Those guys came in and played really hard. I um, was really proud. You know, it's tough, tough front to go against. So sometimes it's just part of the game plan. And Coach O'Brien, obviously we want to throw it downfield, but uh, you got to kind of take what the defense gives or, you know, and things like that. So tough, tough day on the yard, but uh, definitely want to find ways to get it down the field more to help our defense. Thanks. An upbeat and more chipper than perhaps expected Mac Jones. Last week, of course, Mac Jones very hard on himself in the face of the Philadelphia Eagles defeat. This week, I think Mac took it upon himself to be a leader, Andy. And we'll discuss this when we come back in just a moment. That was Mac being a leader trying to chin up, knowing full well he came from a locker room, as many of the reporters told us, was dejected, long faces, and a very melancholy mood. So good job by Mac right there. We'll unpack that. We'll get to the rest of your calls. So much more coming up here on the Six Rings Post Game Show live on WEEI. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. 
See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Ah, the more I think about it, like, this feels surreal. Would you rather they got blown out? Yes. Than the consecutive kicks in the cojones? I almost would. The close, There's a but strange not good part of me that would almost rather see it get away and be 31-10, forcing or necessitating greater change as opposed to, guys, we're almost there. Yeah, but you're not there. The tease. You, you don't like the tease. Dude, last year they could have won the Raiders game. They should have won the Bengals game. Could They probably could have, should have. They're going to be one of these teams. Uh, but you they, know, they lost 16 games by they, one score or fewer. Have, well, you're 1-17. in 17. Who, Nobody cares about the score. They're so, like, no one's going to say if this team finishes 5-12, and 12, like, I got to tell you, that was the most tenacious 5-12 and 12 team this league has ever seen. No. No one's going to care. They're going to be 5-12. and 12. Well, that might have flown they might in, like, 9-3. Like, you could have sure. gotten, you know, after the McPherson era, if but, you, yeah. you know, fight sure. the good fight week after week, that might have been good enough. This isn't good enough around here, and it's that simple. And we're seeing the same thing with the, the Red Sox. And it's the same head coach. That's the thing. If it was a different coach, a different operation entirely, a different paradigm, Andy, oh, we'd feel be differently. I think it'd be worse. Oh, I think Because I, I think people would, would tolerate the fail rebuilt. to measure up to the prior guy. This is actually the guy who's now three games under five hundred. sans Tom Brady in New England. All right, let's see what Paul in Rhode Island has to say about that. Good, good morning, Paul. Good afternoon. Mm-hmm. It is good morning. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you a message from my crystal bottle, okay? <laughs> Listen, man, we played two tough games, and we played two tough payrolls, okay? Let's not compare that. But let me say this. Mm-hmm. You know, around the league, in the AFC, there's going to be a lot of 10, of, 10, of, 10 and 7 teams, okay? The, it's just it, it's insane how you pay fifty and sixty million dollar quarterbacks and they're not doing too good, bro. I mean they're not doing too good. Mm-hmm. As far as the effort in the fourth quarter, I'm embarrassed a little bit because I thought the fourth quarter when really, they played well, Paul. They tried. No, but but you have to make it. You have to make it. Uh, you just can't give those games away when you make it that far. It's insane how we have a great coordinator. First year, give him a little break. We have a decent quarterback. But these ball players, even though they came from Miami, we have some too. You just can't do that, bro. There's no way that we can choke these fans, 66,000. Even my second team, Detroit Lions, they freaking choked 66,000 people. That's a $500 day. For one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's it's, ex- it's expensive, Paul. Thank Good you very point, much. Good point, Paul. Great what point. What was his point? Uh, I'm not sure. Sometimes the Paul from Rhode Island clown car goes someplace thoroughly entertaining. This his one crystal started bottle. This just started off good with good afternoon and the crystal bottle, and then we just kind of. What about the payrolls? I, I, I don't. I can't. $50 million quarterbacks that aren't doing so well. That's true. Like, Joe Burrow's not doing so yeah, well right now. Off to a rough start. Calf is hurting again. But a lot of upsets. A lot of lot of strange results. rather be them or you? The Bengals? Yeah, would you rather be the Bengals or the Patriots right now? Yeah, I think the probably the Bengals. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I Talent think, wins. I think. I mean, and then you got into the record, Dolphins, though, guys. Same record. The, the reality is, I was just looking at what, this. What, what is the reality? You know how we think they have a mediocre roster? 
The New England Patriots. Yeah. Okay. I feel like they've played like they have a mediocre roster to start the year. They don't have. Who is the like one every, person Parker that can come Parker will make through. a play. Yeah. Henry will make a play. But oh, like, Gasicki almost did. Who do you jump on their back? They've, he said it. A mediocre quarterback. Like, yep. when you have Maybe Paul made more sense than mediocre players, you end up with mediocre results. Right? But the problem is when you're mediocre and play teams that are a little above mediocre, you lose now by a little bit. I, I agree, you bro. You just can't do that, bro. What I'm you, starting to think Paul's Christian. Deal, by the way? Is I, he old? We don't know. Because I feel like it's he's like a, kind it's like, of 80, but kind of not. But it's also beat poetry, which is what I kind of yeah. love about it. See, that's why, like, some some of the he people that call me. in on the on the, on the the regular here, like, there's some pushback from texters and listeners. Like, Paul, I'll always take because I never know where it's going to go. Right. It entertains me. Could go poorly. It's 1235 at night. I, I need to be entertained. Or in the morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Let's check to see how Lynn from Walpole's Crystal Bottle is doing right now. Hello, Lynn. Um, Lynn isn't doing a crystal bottle, actually. <laughs> you see, I love you. I I remember you on AAF with Greg Hill. Um, but here's the thing: the problem is with mm-hmm. football right now. Yes. If you watch the coach from Miami, he's a young guy, right? Belichick holds on to old school. He's not playing the young man's game anymore. And like you said, they sat uh, a player because he was pissed off at him. You can't win a game just because somebody blew smoke up your ass. You you can't do that. And I and if you actually saw the stats, that poor poor Mac got sacked four times. He didn't really have a chance in this game, and I I feel kind of sad that I bet against them. I'm kind of glad I did. Yeah. Yeah, because you won. Hello, you played to win the bet. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Well, you know, but I I used to be at Sullivan Stadium when they used to let us in Mm -hmm. at halftime for free because they couldn't fill the stands. But the whole thing is... And Belichick is too old, it, and he's he's got nepotism going on there. Can this kid get a haircut, please? <laughs> um, that that uh, went out way long time ago. Yeah. But the whole thing is, you watch the young Miami coach, right? Right. Uh, the contemporary, the millennial, the nerd, the the, the whiz yeah, kid. Yes, it, it, the, he's doing the nerd thing now. I'm glad that um, Hiram Bloom got fired because you know he doesn't do that well on that. Thank but, you, thank you, Lynn. I appreciate the call. I, I understand. Um, yes, Bloom is gone. Belichick's so, here. The, the Belichick kids need a haircut. Nepotism. Something about smoking the derriere. I got you. I appreciate the call. Um, People are kind of like, this is what we're going to continue to get. We're going to get people kind of all over the place because they're just trying to put together some sort of narrative that will make sense as to why and how the Patriots are where they are and what will comfort them as to the Patriots maybe, possibly, hopefully, one day soon, somehow, someway, sort of staging a comeback or figuring out a way to get over this particular hump, Andy. I'm not here for the old-school Belichick versus new-school McDaniel conversation so much as I am I think Miami's roster is a little better. That's what I was just going to say. Is this an issue of Bill didn't match up to Mike McDaniel or Patriots roster didn't match up to Dolphins roster? Because I would say the latter. Latter to the former. Because I think the offensive line issues Mm -hmm. were an issue. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. I think the speed was an issue. Oh, that's I thought fast. Hill, Waddle, Mostert, like they looked faster than the certainly the the run that kind of was the final nail in the coffin, oh. forty three yards untouched right up the middle. That's bad. You had um, Kyle Duggar chasing, but I thought there were other examples throughout the game. That little uh, screen pass to Waddle early that he just well, boom, mm-hmm. looked like he was moving at a different speed than almost everybody else on the field. I thought there were times where you just got out-athleted by the Miami Dolphins. Not in a glaring sense, because obviously it was a one-score game. Like, you held your own in various areas. Um, the Obviously, Bill came up with the scheme to, to basically use three safeties the whole game. Play like a three-deep shell of some sort um, with, with those safeties making sure you weren't going to hit the big plays. You weren't going over the top. And I think that deserves some credit. They hung tough. But I'm not going to hang this on Bill. And I also, I am torn a little on the Demario Douglas thing. You mm-hmm. know I'm hard-o hard. Yep. I'm sort of old school, and I'm mm-hmm. sort of okay with you fumble the ball, you're benched kind of thing. That's kind of a lesson. It probably says that on a sign on the way out of the locker room. However, but do you need him? And where is that balance of doing, hey, Bill, did you do what was in the best interest of the football team today? Because I think you could argue you didn't for the win today. Long term, you could probably argue you did the right thing. Right? I, I so I'm a little torn on that one, but in the coaching matchup, because I also think if you gave Bill O'Brien that offense, mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien would have a lot of fun. Be creative. In the Miami offense? Yeah. Oh, my God. He, so I don't think there's this, more. this brain drain. I think the problem we're having right now is talent drain. No, no, no. But last year it was so easy. Blame Patricia. Right? Mm-hmm. Dysfunction. That's what comforted us. You had a yeah. defensive. Now it's like, well. Patricia's gone, so um, who exactly are we all going to beat up on and bully? Who are we going to blame? And now you have some talent, Belichick, Mac. Like, I think it's going to be spread around a little bit. We will get to the Cars for Kids player of the game later on, as well as Andy Hart's thumbs up, thumbs down on the night. Uh, I do think the Patriots have perhaps another star in the making in Christian Gonzalez. They've got one in Matthew Judon. They lack star power on offense. Uh, there's a bunch of good players but nobody's really great right now. And this is absolutely killing them, killing the fans, killing me, killing us collectively. Can I balance out two responses to the last few calls we've had? I got a personal text that said, what the F are these people talking about? I have no idea. And then I look on the text line and I see 617, this is Radio Gold. Keep make, keep taking these calls, please. Oh, I, I find them fascinating. I do too. Lynn from Walpole, Paul from Rhode Island, John from Foxborough's got a lot to live up to. You know what? John. Hey, how are you doing? Good. Are you in the shower? No, no, I'm cleaning. <laughs> I'm, I'm working right now. You know, w- w- my whole po- point is simple as this. This team's, we all know this team's not winning a Super Bowl, not competing with Kansas City or Buffalo or the big wigs. Would it be that bad? But they're close. They're not a bad defensive team. Like we, you were saying, Andy and Chris, you were saying about stars. Mm-hmm. Um why don't we go, I know it's horrible to think, but for the for the years in the future, would it be that bad to go 2-15, and 15, get one of those stud quarterbacks, the, the three stud quarterbacks that are in college? Mm-hmm. I think we all know what Mac is. He's Hugh Millen. He's, he's a good backup quarterback, a really good backup quarterback, but he's not. He's not taking you to the promised land. We all know that. I mean, eventually he's going to go off somewhere else. But I don't know. Would that be a more, you know, I, I, I root for all these kids. I, I think Bill's a great coach. I don't want Belichick going anywhere. But maybe take a step back this year 
Not purposely. I mean, if we end up 2-15, and 15, guys, is it that bad to get one of those kids and maybe go back to the, you know, we're kind of like in 1992 and we're waiting for another Bledsoe-Brady type? You know, I don't know. I, I don't see this team going anywhere. They're, they're forever. Well, did Bloom create this team too? Because they're forever 500. Mm. You know. Well, yeah, good question, John. Thank you. Obviously, below 500. They're below right 500 now. right now. Uh, forever 500. I get your point. It's almost they difficult be to be forever 500 in the NFL with the imbalanced uh, odd number 17 game schedule. But right now, they're own too. And the problem is, and sadly, comebacks and almost don't count for squad. A lot of people, I think, penciled in as we all do: win mm-hmm. loss, win loss expectations. Oh, seven mm-hmm. and a half, taking the over, taking the under, whatever. I think you penciled in the Eagles game as a loss coming off the Super Bowl, one of the more talented. Mm -hmm. I think if you thought they were going to be a better than expected team, nine wins, 10 wins, 11 wins, beating the Dolphins at home was probably part of your scenario, correct? Uh, I certainly thought they were going to win tonight. I'll be the first to admit that I have put a freezing cold take out there. So they're worse than you expected. Your win total may have taken a one-game hit today. Yeah. Okay, and I, and I, th- I agree with and that. I'm at the 9-8. I'm not arguing eight, eight, whether nine. you should have been optimistic or not. I'm saying if you were, I think tonight was a win. Yeah. And you lost that. So now you're chasing to even be a little better than expectations. Now we get to the big picture thing. The legitimate best-case scenario for the New England Patriots in September 2023 is finishing 500, and that requires them beating two of the best defenses in the NFL on the road, Andy. Yeah. No, they're not going to be 500. They're going to be 1-3. and three. Um, Which game are they winning? The Jets game. Zach Wilson playing for the Jets? He is. Okay. Patriots have as a chance of, to win as that of right game. now. So you, you know what the Patriots can't do? Like they can't make the plays. They make too many mistakes. Mm-hmm. Enter Zach Wilson. Thank you, Zach Wilson. But the bigger picture question, the yes. idea of tanking mm-hmm. or even just naturally stinking and, and winning only a couple Letting of games. Letting nature run its course. Sure. Do it organically, however it may be. And I find it funny that's brought up in the same show we took a call that they want uh, Shadur Sanders and Deion Sanders to come here and turn over thing. Well, that's what Dion did, right? Talent. He got to Colorado and he said one simple thing. You are not talented enough. I need to turn this damn roster over. I'm bringing in 57 transfer portal kids or whatever. I'm going to run as many of you out of town because I think you stink. You were a one-win team, right? That's Dion style. Mm-hmm. Quick, turn it over. Bill didn't want to do that. You've said his greatest mistake in the history of coaching the Patriots was not tanking post-Brady. I still think that was a massive whiff. Are, is it time now? Is Robert Kraft no. going to be open? Is he... Is that a the new lighthouse, decision? the new TV, the new everything? His his oh, if his you put ca- Caleb Williams call, on that screen, for, oh my God! If you put Caleb Williams on that screen, the place will be decked out. You will give them something that they are losing right now. That's hope and faith. He's got twelve touchdowns already in the season. He's, pretty He's good. the next Mahomes, and some people say the the May might kid, be better. Drake May might be yep. better. But you put one of those two, you will have hope. You will be one of these teams that sells a billion new jerseys all at once on draft weekend. Well, Andy, but we, is it the right way, or do you just keep piecing it together with the Devonte Parkers of the world? Which way? That took a turn of tone, it, huh? It really, it, <laughs> it did indeed. Well, it's funny because all the calls we have lined up, which we will get to on the other side in just a few moments once we pay some bills, are Mac Jones related as well. Mac Jones is not the cause of all the problems. Mac Jones, sadly, may not be the solution to all the problems as well. But as we heard earlier in his time at the podium addressing the media, he's aiming to be the leader who pulls the Patriots out of this early season mini tailspin. 
The Six Rings postgame show marches on. We'll be with you till 2 a.m. Andy Hart's thumbs up, thumbs down. We'll check in with Mike Cadlick from the stadium as well. The Cars for Kids player of the game. Your calls. We'll look around the league and so much more right up until the end of the program. 617-779-7937 is your number. It's Fitzy and Hart, the Six Rings postgame show on EEI. Some interesting postgame comments from... Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill, Andy, that we're going to want to get to in just a little bit. I'm ready to go off on him, too. Yeah, he's a real peach. Big fan. If there's anyone in the world, there's anyone in the world who should not be offering advice or daring to play moral compass. Oh, look, we got a nice little uh, we got a nice little chime in from our guy, Mike Cadlick, calling in from the stadium right now. We'll get to him in just one quick second. Back to the phones we go real quick. Mike, hang tight. Daniel is in Burlington. Hello, Daniel. Hey, guys. I'm not saying you guys eat McDonald's, but if you did, um, would you order the McAverage on the menu or would you go <laughs> with the Big Mac? Because, because I'm not getting McAverage, and that's what Mac Jones is. He's McAverage. You're not going to win anything with this kid. Um, and also, Dietrich-wise, have some geographical um, sense. What's with the Yankees have, dude? Like, seriously? He stepped to the podium wearing a Yankees cap afterwards tonight? Yes, he did. Uh, Unreal. Not great. That, well, that sort of presumes that you actually have feelings left as, a, as it pertains to baseball or, you know, are, are we really even worried about that at this point now? No. Yeah. They're a bad team, too. If yeah, you want they to, are. Like, to commiserate. Yeah. Patriots are bad. Red Sox are bad. Yankees are bad. Bruins and Celtics. Let's go. Uh, how are we feeling about that? Better than the Patriots. They're I, I guess. All right, let's check in with Mike. Mike was down the stadium tonight. I saw him before the game. He's on his way home. Mike, how was that locker room? Hey, guys. What's going on? Oh, just having a great time. Uh, Thanks for calling in on the Harbor One Hotline to join the uh, pity party that is the Groundhog's Day uh, affair here for Patriots losing to the oh, Dolphins. Yeah, you got it. Uh, no, uh, Fitzy's talking about. And hi, Hart. How are you? Uh you know, it's late. The game kind of sucked. Uh, you know, I am what yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Andy. No. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, uh, locker room, it was somber. It was something. And now, granted, I've only covered the team for two years now. Uh, but over the last two years, it's something I hadn't really seen before. Like, a lot of hanging heads. Um, Belichick also didn't go to the podium right away. I thought that was interesting. Obviously, we weren't allowed in right away. But it makes me wonder what he may have said or what somebody may have said where where like they're really just you know not down in the dumps but kind of they need to you know turn this ship around and it it didn't seem like a happy place to be after going down 0-2 something else we saw a lot of people have reported it now but when we walked in Mac Jones was just sitting at his locker head down towel over it for probably a good five minutes before he kind of finally realized the media was there so that's something that even like this team sort of tries to steer away from, and they try and, you know, hide those types of things. But after what happened tonight, they just kind of let everything run. So it was definitely definitely an interesting feeling following tonight's game. What did you make of the DeMario Douglas benching, which was clearly a benching post-fumble? Okay. Now, mm-hmm. um, a lot of your cohorts in the press conference were trying to get Bill to say he benched him, and Bill wouldn't. And I didn't really see the need for Bill to tell us that he benched Douglas because we all knew he benched Douglas. But what did you make of that? And do you think it was the wrong thing? We've actually had some people talk about the idea that you need playmakers. He's a playmaker. You can't afford to play your old-school, hardo coaching benching yep. at this point in the season. So there's, there's like five, 
three, four, five elements to this whole thing that I can we can kind of get to here because obviously rookie sixth round pick to go into a game and fumble and kill a drive after he would have completed a third down conversion. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can't have that. Tough look. Um, it, it, it just can't happen. So, like, I get you know maybe a benching for like one to two drives, and I know that's not really going to do anything for him, but when you need playmakers, like you said, Hart, you kind of have to just keep those guys on the field because, you know, Belichick always says he does what's best for the team. Yeah, you do need to kind of stick it into their heads that you can't fumble, but also keeping him off the field is not what's best for the team because he's the only guy with that quickness, quick agility, stopping on a dime. He showed it on that play, and you didn't have that anymore. The other part to this that really, you know, grinded my gears up in that press box and yeah, I wrote about it after the game on WEI.com, and it's how Bill O'Brien, this offense, is, you know, known for, and they kind of have been doing this rotation of personnel and matchups and winning from the slot and all those buzzwords we always talk about. Mm-hmm. And that's what Demario Douglas excels with. When they took him out and benched him for Juju, Juju's a different type of slot receiver. Obviously, we saw tonight, he's not as quick as he used to be. He's not a stop on the dime, get in the ball, and he's going to juke someone out. Yet they still continued to run plays with Juju there as if he was Demario Douglas, and it didn't work. They ran an over motion with him. They ran a quick screen to him and try and beat the defender right in front of him. And then they tried to run like a tunnel screen to him, and all three of them didn't work. That probably would have worked with Demario Douglas. So if you're going to bench him, switch the play calling, and they didn't do either. The third thing, and I'm sorry to rant on this, but I don't agree with you at all, Andy, about the Belichick stuff. Like, it's part of the job description that you have to speak to the media. He clearly benched him, so just tell us you benched him. To sit there and just kind of scoff at us like we're stupid for trying to do our jobs, it, it's irritating. It, it it got on my nerves, and it's like I just don't understand why you got to do that because clearly you made a decision. If that's what you stuck by, then just stick by the decision and say it. Don't stand up there and scoff at us. So I thought that was kind of – that was kind of annoying, especially after a loss. Well, he's yep. always annoying after a loss, and he's been doing this for 20 years. I just, as you said, we all know he benched him. So why did we have five right. different questions asking him to say he benched him when I think there's other – like, I was more annoyed. Well, he thought- he that he, but he, did, he, he tried to say that he didn't bench him. He said that we have, we have great players and we have five other great players or whatever he said, and then he also tried to say that um, Can't play they everyone. were moving the ball on offense when they weren't. Right, they weren't. Um, and, and that's what he's been for 20 years. Again, a great uh, contradiction or hypocrite or whatever you want to call it in press conferences. Right. And but that's fine when you're winning. That's fine when you're winning. But see, I don't works. see that's where I disagree. If, if you can be unprofessional okay. when you win, you can be unprofessional when you lose. If you can be a dink when you win, you can be a dink when you lose. Like, and that has been one of my pushbacks over the year. I was very critical of him in victory in these situations where he would be a dink to the press. Okay. I never, and people would just sort of laugh it off. And I'm like, He's being unprofessional. He's, he's being disrespectful to another human being who's trying to do their job, and it always bothered me more then. Um, but I also I, – I think there's a legitimate debate from a football sense of – and I'm torn on this because mm-hmm. I am a little bit of an old-school mm-hmm. hardo. You get punished when you make mistakes and that type of thing. But it's also, you know, do you need to win games? Do you need to put your best 11 on the field? Right. And I agree with you. Like, we're going to throw the ball horizontally – to to Devonte Parker and he actually I know burst for one where there was like a first down yeah, but, but I don't there was a, a bunch of other ones play. that didn't and it's a low percentage when play. Bill Belichick says I'm doing what's in the best interest of the football team you have to look at it two ways Mike there's the at the moment this obviously is not in the best interest of the football team because how is your team any better when the quickest receiver has been taken off the field 
maybe he's right. thinking in the long run he this benefits the team. And you have to take a long view. I hate to say it though, like how how much long view can you afford to take at this particular point? Because like you say, that's not Parker's specialty. Juju isn't as quick as that's he used to be. That's my exact rebuttal. Yeah. yeah. Like what? Well, how much room does he have to work for the long view? You have to win now. This team has to win now. So to sit there and be like, well. Demario Douglas, we're going to bench him now because in five years he's going to be the slot receiver and me and Mac Jones are going to stand up there and hold the Lombardi <laughs> trophy again. Like, that's not the direction we're on right now, guys. So we need to win football games now so we can even try and get there. Five so years. I thought it was a months. Mac Jones standing yeah. up there with a Lombardi with Belichick. I had no idea you were working out your tight five for your stand-up routine. That's oh. na- that ain't happening, Mike. <laughs> Come on now. Mike Cadlick from WEI.com joins us on the Harbor One Hotline here on the Six Rings postgame show. Um Mike, any word uh, in the locker room or before the game on how just like, you know, what happened with Booty? I thought he was taken off the injury report on Friday. Was that a surprise scratch? Um, A little bit. I thought when they elevated Jalen Rager, that was going to kind of be a, well, we're either going to scratch Parker or Booty. Hopefully if Parker gets healthy, we could just scratch Booty, and I think that's kind of where they went with it. he was, you're right. He was nursing that hamstring throughout mm-hmm. the week. He popped up the, on the injury report twice, but then he was off it by Friday. So, um, I mean, it's not that surprising to see a rookie six-round pick be a healthy scratch in a game. Yeah. But at the same time, you saw him last week and what he did, even though he did have two mistakes, if you want to call him that, you know, not getting his foot inbound twice or what have you. But yep. um, a little surprising, yeah. But I think maybe they just wanted to get a little more speed out there with Rager, even though he didn't even play a snap, even yeah. when tomorrow does. And following up on people that were or were not in the lineup and the the health of guys, I know Marcus Jones uh, left with a shoulder injury. I'm not sure if you have anything on that. On that, But also, Onwenu went out late in the fourth quarter, I believe, and Mafi was in at right guard. Was there anything – was that a management issue? Uh, did you see – anyone like with a bag of ice or a walking boot or anything in the locker room afterward? Nobody, nobody asked about that. I didn't notice anything with Onwenu. Um My read on it would just be maybe that he's, I mean, he's working through something still and you gotta, you kind of had to give Mafi a few reps there just to keep, uh, keep on off the field and try and keep him healthy down the stretch. Um, nobody asked about it. Everyone was sort of more focused on again, the, the Douglas stuff. That was sort of the, uh, the talk of the town down there tonight. So, uh, nothing on, on Wenu, but Marcus Jones left the game with the shoulder. Uh, he wasn't around. Nobody saw him. I believe he was probably in with the trainer, so we'll see what happens there. But, I mean, I thought, for what it's worth, Christian Gonzalez played okay. He had the nice interception. Um, and then Marcus Jones, when he was in there, he was fine without Jonathan Jones. Then even then, Miles Bryant, he, he, he got burnt, I think, one time down the sideline, but he made, made a couple nice plays, too. So, um, as house of cards as you want to call it, I know they end up losing the game, and it's not a moral victory, but I thought they held their own uh, compared to what you kind of would expect to see against Waddle and Hill. Mike, you know that I, um, I'm i one of the uh, biggest fans of Ramondre Stevenson. I think he has a chance yep. to be a, a really good player. Um, I think he's been pretty damn bad through two games this year, specifically running the football, not as much as a pass catcher. Um, am I being too hard on him? Because I thought, he, especially in short yardage situations tonight, forget the line and other, like they would get to second and one and he would pitter-patter behind the line and get tackled for no gain. I think he needs to do more. I know the line has to be better and that whatever, that'll be a makeshift line in front of him for a while now maybe. But don't you think Ramondre Stevenson, if he's going to be who I think he can be, has to do more for this offense? Yeah, 100%. I think it's not only him, but a lot of people – from Mac Jones to Ramondre to the play caller and Bill O'Brien, 
nobody trusts the offensive line in front of them, so nobody is, like, almost taking that extra step to try and do more. You say Ramondre, he's pitter-pattering. The offensive play calls, they're kind of – they're calling it as if they don't have an offensive line, so there's really no – not too many shots built in there. They're, they're terrified to kind of run the football, and they're terrified to have to drop Mac Jones back anymore. So they need to get healthy fast. Um, yeah, Ramondre has to get better. I don't think it's fully a fault of his own, but, again, you like you said – a guy who's supposed to be and can be has a ceiling to be a top 10 back. Uh, stop pitter-pattering, put your head in the hole, and you should probably be able to get another, you know, three or four yards, maybe get a first down and maybe help your team win this game. So, yeah, I think overall you're right. He does need to be better. Well, Mike, we appreciate you calling on your way back from the stadium tonight. Uh, any insight and information you were able to bring us from the locker room from tonight's disappointing affair, we're, not, we're still just trying to figure out exactly how we ended up in this Groundhog's Day. Uh, who is going to be the player? It sounded like Mac Jones was pretty upbeat, or I wouldn't say upbeat, but he tried to strike a more resilient, positive tone in his postgame presser, trying to be the guy, as opposed to last week he was really down on himself. This week he sounded a little more positive. We'll see what he sounds like tomorrow on the afternoon show and just sort of like yep. what what kind of mood you're able to track team-wide, how they bounce back from this tonight as well. You guys can give him a follow at Mike Cadlick with a K. Also read his musings, his notes, his observations, and more at weei.com. Safe home, Mike. Thanks for the check-in, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, fellas. We'll talk. Have a good night. All right, you Mike. too, buddy. Great work. Mike Cadlick from weei.com, our Patriots beat reporter, joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. Zach, John, Rick, Brett, don't you guys go anywhere. You guys are next as we hit the third and final hour of the Six Rings postgame show. Once again, following a tough loss, another tough loss for the Patriots at home to start the season, 24-17, the final, the loss to the Finns. This is the Six Rings postgame show with 15 Hart live on WEEI. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and ATT at tmobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.